Welcome to the Strut South Podcast. Today on the show, we're going to talk to Lewis Backless. This dude is a real cowboy. And I really mean like he's an actual cowboy. But he's also a huge whitetail hunter. And today we talked to him about how he combines the two together. And it's pretty freaking awesome. You guys stick around, listen to this episode. It's pretty cool. And also, go check us out on all the channels. Let's get to it. All right, guys, welcome to episode number 10. We have Lewis Backless on the other line with us. But before we get into our conversation, I just wanted to say um, you'll be hearing this on Friday. I'm not sure what that date is, but today when we're recording this, it's September the 11th, and everybody knows what happened 2001, September 11th. Uh, the Twin Towers got attacked, and I just wanted to say, you know, bring some light to that and Thoughts and prayers go out to those families dealing with that. And uh, so and I just wanted to say that we're feeling for those people right now. Um, but, yeah, we've got Lewis on the line. What's up, Lewis? Not much, man. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. Um, I come across you um, on YouTube, <clears throat> and you have a channel on there where you do some pretty unique style of hunting. And uh, so I'm just going to let you kind of go into that and explain what it is that you do. <laughs> okay. Well, first I want to thank you for having me on here today. It's, uh, it's kind of going to be fun for me to do this. This is the first podcast I've ever been on, so I appreciate you um, inviting me to come and talk. But, um, yeah, we do do things a little <laughs> bit different up here when we when we deer hunt. Um, we actually hunt off of, most of the time, you know, we, we still hunt normal way too, but most of the time we hunt, um, we hunt off a horseback with our bows. Um, and, uh, it's something that, um, you know, I'd love to take credit, you know, for it, but, um, my dad's the one that actually started doing it. Um, you know, a long time ago, back when I was little, um, you know, I always loved the hunt and stuff, but I, you know, it just was one of them things. My dad, he was, he hunted, but he, he only hunted just to provide, you know, food for the family. You know, it was one of them deals. He'd go out opening day during gun, you know, opening day of gun season and he'd fill his deer tag and then that was, that was the end of it. Um, but he would always, when he would do it, he would, you know, he would, instead of sitting in a tree stand, he would go out on his horse and, and hunt off of his horse. And, you know, we, cause we, we grew up, you know, rodeoing and stuff like that. So he rode horses and trained horses and, and he, you know, my mom ran barrels and they, we've got a block of woods behind our house. And after a while, we realized that you can ride your horse up to these deer and they weren't, they weren't spooking from it, you know, as bad as like when you'd be walking on foot. So that's kind of how it, it came along. And then when I started getting older and started hunting, um, I was mainly a bow hunter. And then my dad, he, he got me a bow and then he got a bow and then we kind of were hunting together and then, you know, hunting out of tree stands. And then we, uh, and he got some pretty good sized bucks. On it. So then it kind of, once I started getting old enough to really hunt and 
to it. I started doing it and, uh, man, it kind of took off from there. We started doing a management program on our, on our ranch here in Western New York and, and, uh, started taking it to the next level and seeing what kind of, you know, what kind of deer we could get and seeing how close we can get to them. And man, I tell you, it's, it's been an incredible experience, um, that we've been, we've been witnessing. It's, it's been pretty awesome up here. That's, that's cool, man. Um, you know, that's, that was, I was, I was wondering as I was watching some of your YouTube shows, I was wondering like what, like what made you want to start trying to shoot deer off the back of a horse? And that makes complete sense is basically, that's kind of basically how you grew up. Um, it, yeah. So, so what I guess <clears throat> did, does it not like, I guess the deer not even pay attention to the horses or? Well, um, they do in a way, you know, it's one of those things like I've had, like if anybody goes onto my YouTube channel, which my YouTube channel is called Cross Over the River Outdoors. And if you go on there and you watch some of my videos, you know, we just show the high, I just show the highlights of the hunts on my, on my videos, you know, cause if I showed everything, then everybody right. would be just, you know, bored and not wanting to watch it. Um, but it's not like that you can just, jump on a horse and just go right out there um and i've had people say you know if you read some of the comments a lot of people are like oh my goodness this is all fenced in these deer are tame but these deer what they the people are not seeing is the amount of time and hours that me and my family spend um prior to this you know we ride horses every single day um, when we're home and not on the road. So we're out there all the time. My dad trains horses, so he's constantly riding them out, you know, riding young horses out through the woods, getting them ready for people. And it's like anything, you know, any other place, they, the deer get used to it eventually, and they, they realize that you're not a threat. As far as the deer's concerned, you know, it's just another animal out there. Um, four-legged animal ain't a threat to them. And so that's kind of... We, like I said, we spend hours and hours out there riding constantly. And so they get used to it after a while. And then we stopped, um, we stopped gun hunting in our woods. It's all bow hunting only. And so there's no guns blasting around to spook them. And it's just, just bow only. It's quiet. And then as far as that deer is concerned, it's just one of our, you know, it's just a horse that got out of the pasture pretty much and just walking around the woods. Hmm. So they don't. From the based off the videos, it's, it's almost like they don't even notice that a person is sitting on the horse. No. Yeah, no, they don't. I mean, it's and plus your the the smell of the the horse and stuff it kind of covers up your scent and it kind of it, it puts them at ease and uh, you can get away. I mean, if you stepped off a, if you stepped off a horse and like you know, got on the ground and the deer saw you, like, standing next to the horse or, like, saw you walk away, then they're out of there. They're gone really fast. Um, but, yeah, as far as they're concerned, I mean, it's just, it's just an animal that's that's not going to bother them. And we've been able to get pretty – we've had some pretty in, incredible experiences doing it. I mean, we've had um, – I've, I've had bucks actually come after me, like, charge me during the rut. Um I've had um I've had bucks actually come up like thinking I was another doe or whatever and they come like up grunting behind me and they get right behind my horse and they slam on the brakes and be like, Well, wait a minute, this ain't another deer. Um so we've had some pretty <laughs> we've had some pretty wild experiences um at doing it. And we've been doing it for a lot of years and every year it just seems to get better and better. That's crazy, man. That's it's actually pretty awesome. 
just it's just weird to see um that style of hunting if you've never heard because before i had never even heard of hunting anything off of horseback especially a deer um right it's just it's pretty that's pretty freaking awesome um yeah and some of the like the videos too man the videos they're like they're insane and in my opinion they are because i've I've never seen anything like that um you're in new york right i think you said western new york yeah we're in western new york and if like anybody's ever heard like most people have heard of niagara falls um we're about 45 minutes south of niagara falls in western new york okay yeah so i'm sure which we we talked about this before before we actually started recording so i'm sure y'all get some pretty cold some pretty cold weather up there oh yeah we get real cold weather a lot of snow um especially where we're at we tend to get we tend to get some pretty good snow amounts um because we got some big lakes that are that are kind of around us um and yeah it gets it gets cold not quite as cold as it gets up in canada like in alberta and stuff but you know it still gets down there and in some single digits and a few times we'll get below zero during the winter and it's not too not too pleasant. In wintertime I kinda like to be down where you guys are in Georgia or Florida down in that way. Yeah. Yeah, well I'm gonna tell you I I, I would if we could trade I would trade with you because I would much rather I don't experience snow enough to I guess not want it. So <laughs> but I wish it would snow every year here, but it, it don't. <clears throat> and I'm gonna tell you, I, in the winter time here, you might get you might get a few days where it's in the teens. Other than that, you're lucky for it to get 30 degrees. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, total opposite get, here. It get cold. <laughs> if you ever want to snow, if you ever want to be cold and have a snow day, uh, you're welcome to come up here and experience it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it actually, I mean, it, it sometimes it, it will go on a streak where it'll snow maybe a few years in a row, but it'll snow like once, and which I'm 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 cool with that, and I would love to hunt in the snow more, but you just you don't get the opportunity to hunt in the snow very much down here because it doesn't really get cold until deer season's over with, like in January and February. Right. Yeah, that's one thing I will say about that's one thing I will say about up here. Um, you know, I the first part of my life like I kind of grew up in like Florida and down there in the south area like where you know down where you guys do and um so for a while I didn't like see too many winters. I mean, I'd see a few days of snow and then we'd head we'd pack up and head down down south and but um so I'm kind of a southern boy at heart, but I tell you um the the season the season big bucks and and the season deer and that snow and stuff like that it that that's one thing that makes me you know be can that I can actually live with it and uh, put up with it is getting to watch the deer and stuff in the snow because it sure is a pretty sight. Yeah, yeah, I've I've always wanted to be able to shoot a deer in the snow and this I mean I've only hunted in the snow maybe three times my entire life so chances are pretty slim. Uh, <laughs> but uh so let's we'll talk more about the the hunting off of the horseback deal so so what is what is a day all right say you're gonna get up and you're gonna go hunting what does what does a day or a morning or evening or whatever what does that look like so 
you know, step by step, like what do you do when you're getting ready to go out? All right. Well, um, you know, it depends who it is. You know, if it's my dad, he usually, you know, he throws his blue jeans on and his barn coat and he'll grab his bow and he'll go jump on his horse and go for a ride and, you know, carry his bow. But, um, usually, usually what I do is I tend to like when I go, before I go out and hunt, I'll, um, you know, I'll grab my stuff, go take care of horses and feed. Actually, usually I, I'm too excited to go check the woods out every morning, so I usually don't do chores first. I usually jump on my horse first and and go ride around, and, and I'll go look things over, and I'll just bring my video camera with me. I usually don't take a bow with me um, when I first go out into the woods because, you know, there's a lot of times where, I mean, there's a couple times I didn't shoot, you know, see a big mature buck until, like, you know, three or so weeks into the season. Um, so that's a lot of, you know, a lot of extra weight carrying that bow around. And so I normally just go out and, and take my video camera and, and ride around. And we've got trails cut through our woods, so I'll take them trails. I'll start at one trail and just work my way all the way through back and forth until I come to the end and, and see what we see. Um, and uh, if we get on a, if we get on a big buck, then I'll, I'll run back and grab dad and he'll usually take, he'll usually start video and he'll take the camera and I'll grab my bow and then we'll, we'll head out there and try to get us, you know, try to stalk up on him and get a shot at him. Um, most of the big deer that, that we have harvested, um, we've done it that way. Usually I spot him, I'll spot him out there first and then we'll go back, get a plan gathered up and jump on and, and, and start going out after him. And some hunts, you know, like I was saying earlier, we we're talking about the the deer smelling, you know, the does and stuff like that. Um, you know, some hunts have lasted. That hunt there lasted six hours, and and we don't actually saddle our horses up neither when we go. Usually, we ride bareback. We'll throw a saddle blanket on our horses and just go bareback because I'm kind of lazy about saddling my horse up, and I just soon throw a saddle pad on them and go. Um, but we hunted that deer for six hours straight, never came back to the house. We just stayed out there with him. We just kept circling around him, and he kept moving the doe and moving, and we kept moving, just trying to jockey him for position, just trying to get a shot at him. And and finally, at the at the end of it, my dad had like a little five-inch or six-inch hole that he was able to squeeze that arrow through and, and get, a, get him hit and, and put him down. Um, but then I've had hunts. I've had hunts on there that that lasted a couple of minutes. You know, sometimes you can go out there and, and it just fall into play, and they're just they give you a shot right off the bat, and then you can get it. Um, there's one hunt on there where I actually took a friend of mine, um, a girl out. Her name was Marissa, um, and she's a, a rodeo photographer, and she takes she takes pictures at all of our rodeos and stuff. And she wanted to get a, a buck with a crossbow, and there was um. We had a buck out there that was an older deer, but he just didn't have a big rack. He he was more of a kind of like I call him a management buck, and uh, he probably was you know two or three year old deer. But um, she wanted she was she was more than happy to shoot him, so she jumped on the back of the horse at me. And I you'll probably you can see that hunt actually on one of my YouTube videos. It's um I believe it's a 2016 video, um, part three of season one. You can see that hunt, and I took her out there, and we rode. It just happened the buck had a doe, and they were standing fairly close to the trail, and I just was riding down the trail. He stood there, 
with that doe because she wasn't running, so he wasn't moving. And I walked up, we walked right up next to him about 20 yards, and, and she shot him. We we had him shot from the time she got on my horse to the time she put an arrow in, probably was all of 10 minutes into it. Man. It, it was really fast. Um, yeah, and that's why a lot of people think that it's like all fence, you know, it's all like domesticated and it's all a joke, but but seriously, I mean, it's, it's not. I mean, sometimes it can be six hours. Sometimes it can be an hour or ten minutes. It just all depends on what time of the year it is, if some bucks are with does, um, and and all that. So it's very similar to what it sounds like. It's very similar to turkey hunting. It's very yeah. It can be. It's like turkey hunting deer, pretty much. Yeah, kind uh, of. Yeah, because I mean that's I mean that's that's how I turkey hunt pretty much. I mean I've already got all my stuff with me, of course, but you're pretty much just out there looking for a deer, and then you see it, and you you make a move on them. That's, and yep. that's the way I do with turkeys. Yeah, that's and pretty awesome. You know, yeah, and some people, you know, if some people hear that and go, "Well, that's not hunting." Still, I mean, you go out there, you ride around, okay, and then there's a the deer, and you just walk up and shoot it. Um, Actually, on that same YouTube season, um, I believe it's 2016, um, season one, hunting off a horseback to be on part one, um, I kind of made that mistake of not having my stuff out there. And we went for a ride that morning, me and my dad both did. He took one horse down one trail, I took another one down another. And um, it was early October, and we ran into this, buck that I'd passed up the year before there was actually three bucks that we had passed up the year before and this year they were going to be you know shooter bucks and um and I ran into this deer and he was a real nice tall tying nine pointer and uh he was not like the type of buck he wasn't as big as I was hoping him to be I mean he was still Pope young buck he scored about 135 inches he was a real nice deer but he just wasn't he wasn't what I was looking for that year and I told my dad about him. I was, I, we met back up, and I'm like, yeah, he's right over there. And I was like, you want, you want to go take a look at him, get a better look at him with the camera and stuff. So he's like, yeah. So we went around this other trail, and as we were riding back towards the area where this deer was, my dad, like, he, I heard him, like, signal to me, and I turned and looked at him, and he pointed. And right over to my my left-hand side, about 25, 30 yards, was one of the other bucks that we passed up from the year before, and he was a monster. He probably you know, looking at him, I figured he'd probably score 150, 155. He was a big 11-point buck, just a just a beautiful deer. And um, I could have, he was standing right there in the open. I could have had a good shot at him, but I didn't have my bow. I just had the camera. And I, I videoed him for a couple of minutes. And then we turned around, ran back, got the bows. And um, Dad jumped on with me with the camera. And I, you know, we rode the same horse at this point. Um because early season, the deer are, the bucks are a little bit more tougher to get close to because they're not chasing does. They're kind of just by themselves, so they're not going to let you, like, walk right up to them. So we took one horse to kind of cut the, cut the sound down and everything else. And I went out there and, uh, we were trying to get close to this buck and he ended up, he ended up somehow, I don't know how he did it, but he, he was there one second. I was watching him and I, like, turned. I looked away from him to kind of adjust my horse around to hopefully get a shot at him. And when I looked back up, he was gone. And I never seen him again throughout the whole entire hunting mm. season. I don't know where he, I don't know where he went 
or what happened to him. I never heard of anybody else shooting him. Um, he just disappeared. And so that was one of those occasions where I wish I would have had my bow with me um, on that before, you know, I went back out there. If I had my bow right from the beginning, um, I probably could have got that deer. Um, but I didn't. And it's just like regular hunt. It's just real hunting. I mean, sometimes it happens and sometimes it don't. And that was one time it, it did not happen for me. And um, it didn't didn't come into play. Um, later on in the season, I was able to take a buck, not near as big as him, but I, I did get one later on in the season. So, but, but yeah, it's, it's something that, you know, it's not like you just go out there and then, and shoot, you know, there he is and you shoot him. I mean, you still got to work for it and, uh, you yeah. still got to play the right game. Yeah. Now, well, do you get, I think you said it before, but do y'all really try to hunt the wind in any way no um we don't yeah because you're on a horse you you don't have to do it um and plus usually you know we're out in the barn anyway so we smell like you know we smell like a barn and that that kind of helps too but i mean it doesn't it doesn't matter if, if if you're in a a tuxedo and if you go out there on a horse that horse scent kind of cuts it down and and they don't uh I've had deer, I have had them, like, smell. I've seen them stick their nose up and smell. But I think the scent of the horse is so much stronger, it kind of over overlaps the scent of you, and it, it, yeah. takes, it takes it away. And uh, they don't they don't bother. It doesn't bother them. Hmm. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's definitely, um, it's definitely different. Um, I mean, I'm... I'm sure that there's some that have smelt me before, but nothing that has like, you know, spooked out of there like they normally do. Now I've had, I've seen deer that we're not used, you know, we see them for the first time, you know, a buck especially. Um, they come in our woods for the first time and they see that horse, you know, then I'll, they'll, they'll stomp their foot and they'll blow and, but they're not used to that type of an animal or that. So that's the only time I've ever experienced that end of it. But as far as playing the wind, no, that's something we don't we don't do. The only thing that we try to do mostly when we're hunting on horses is to um, keep the movement slow and um, as quiet as possible, and um, and you know not be running and gunning everywhere. I mean, sometimes you have to move kind of fast, but we never let our horses break into a trot. We always keep them like at a walk. Maybe a fast walk if we got to move quick, but otherwise we keep them slow, and that's the only way that you can you can get near these deer. If you're moving too fast and making too much noise, they just they'll split. And like I said, I've I've said it probably ten or so times. These deer are so used to us because that's all we do is we just ride horses every single day. If you know maybe once a day throughout the summer, but we're still out there. Um, and we were out there every day, one way or another. So they get used to it. And I've had, this is, I've seen, I don't know about you guys in, in Georgia down in the south, but um, a lot of places, you know, parks and stuff like that, where they got ATV trails that are like, there's no hunting zones, and they you can just drive four-wheelers. Um, I've had deer let me drive right up to them on a four-wheeler before, because that's all that, you know, the four-wheelers are going through all the time. They get used to it. Um and so that they know it's if there's nobody hunting them off of four wheelers, they know that some four wheelers aren't going to bother them, especially if they see it all the time. 
driving by. They'll let you build a stand yeah. and not care. It's the same thing with horses. Yeah. And um, and if people, and I know like a lot of people out west, um, outfitters out west, they'll they'll post pictures of their horses out in the meadow eating, and there'll be like a herd of elk with them. And so that's yeah. It's the same thing back east. I mean, if you know how to do it and you take the time and put the work into it and you don't spook them, um, you know, they'll let you, they'll let you walk up to them. You know, you can get fairly close to them. What, and what, what's, uh, when does y'all season start? Our season starts October 1st and it usually runs about a week before Christmas and then it finally closes. Oh, okay. See, our season, man, our season lasts so long our season comes in september the 8th and that's archery season and then the third weekend of october our rifle season comes in oh really and then that lasts yeah that lasts for all the way till january 10th i think and maybe 15th i, I can i can never remember but yeah our season lasts a long time yeah, that's a really long season. I thought our season was really long, but that's that's a long, very long time to to go. Yeah. Um, in a way, and I've said this before. I think I've said it on another podcast, on another episode. I I wish that our season. I mean, I like that our season lasts that long. I kind of wish that our season didn't last that long, because. The rifle season to me is just too long. It's like two and a half months long, I think, from from October twenty first basically till January the tenth. Oh my goodness! Yeah, basically almost three months is rifle season, and uh, and I and I always I, I always stress it that I mean the size of the size of the deer you want to shoot, it doesn't matter. I mean, we talk about this podcast. We always talk about big deer. We all love seeing big deer get shot on hunting shows and stuff. But, I mean, the way I look at it is, you know, if, if you want to shoot a deer and it's legal, then by all means go and hunt him and shoot him. But the downside to that is, if you do want to shoot a big buck, a mature deer, and you want to get into that range of 150-inch deer or 160 or above, and you you gotta you have to make sacrifices if you want to shoot a deer that big. And and I think that with our season, with our rifle season being that long. It, it's, it makes it really, really hard for a deer to get old enough to get that big. But, yeah, definitely. We get the same. We, you know, we have the same issue up here. Um, it's not. I mean, our gun season is not near as long. But you know, like I said, we don't have a huge block of woods, and it doesn't take. And like I said, they can go wherever they please. There's no fences, so they can. If they decide that they're going to wander out during gun season, I mean, their chances of coming back are very slim. And it's hard to, you know. My dad said this a lot, and um, I've been saying it too now. He says it's easier. It's it's easy to kill a big buck. It's really hard to grow a big buck, um, and let one live to be a big buck. And it's yeah. definitely the 
the truth because, I mean, you can let one, and I've had guys tell me this, and I always tell them, you got to let them young bucks walk. You know, you got to let them walk or else you're never going to get one big. And they're like, well, if I don't shoot him, then the, mate, the person next door is going to shoot him when he walks past me. And that may yeah. be true. That may be true, um, and it's happened to me. You know, I've I've let some really nice bucks go before, hoping that they would be, you know, get another year or so on them, and you know, they end up getting shot. But I have also let some bucks go, and they have made it, and uh, you know, now they're 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 hanging on the wall, or they're you know they're still running around out there that you know they're going to make you know somebody happy or be cool to look at because they're they're really big. It's just some chances yeah. that you got to take sometimes. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, the best answer um, that you can have to that question, or not question, but to that statement, if somebody says, well, if I don't shoot him, my neighbor's going to shoot him or somebody else is going to shoot him. Well, if you do shoot him, you just became that person that you're talking about. Yep. You know, you, yep. you just became that neighbor. If, if you do shoot him, so yeah. it's yeah. just the that's the way I look at it. I mean, you can't we you can only control so much when it comes to deer. I mean, they're they're free animals. They're gonna go where they want to go. Nobody owns any of the deer. I mean, and unless you got a high fence, them deer they're gonna go wherever they want to go. And you can't control if they go to your neighbor's property. Right. Yeah, you but, can't control them. All you can do is do a lot of praying that they decide to stick right. around. That's about it. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, the, the way I look at it is, I mean, I'm all for somebody shooting a buck that it, I don't care if he's a six-pointer and he's like, and he's only got 50 inches of rack on his head. If you want to shoot that deer, I mean, shoot him. If it makes you happy, I mean, shoot him, get him mounted. Because I know I've shot my fair share of small bucks, and I'm I'm just as proud of them as the biggest buck I've ever shot. But, what was the big? If you don't mind me asking, what's the biggest buck that you've killed? Um, you know, honestly, I'm I don't even I don't even know. Um. Because it wasn't, you know, big enough for me to go, oh, man, I wonder what he scores. Um, maybe maybe 120, 125 inches, if, if that much. I mean, I've had opportunities. And, and, and me, I mean, you're actually learning a little bit about me. Everybody is actually on the podcast. I, I haven't talked about this, but I've... I've only recently, maybe the last two to three years, I've really only recently started really actually hunting for mature bucks. Like, I want to make sure, I mean, whatever, size is not a factor when you only go in with the goal of killing a mature buck. Um, I've had, I've had, opportunities to where I could have shot 140, 150 inch deer and last year no not last year, I'm sorry, two years ago I actually was hunting a buck and he was 160 inches 
all day long. He was 15 points. He was just a monster, especially for the area that I hunt in. And then I hunted him, hunted him, had an opportunity at him, um, didn't get a chance to shoot him, had him come in on me. I saw him, everything, didn't get a shot. And so waited, hunted him all year, waited till next year. He shows back up, and he just blew up, and he was enormous. He was 180 inches. And I never got a chance at him. And uh, a guy that hunted the property beside us actually ended up shooting him on November 10th during the rut. So, but he was a giant, and and I didn't I didn't feel bad about it. I mean, I was upset, of course. I was disappointed that I didn't kill him, but I was also glad for the guy that did kill him. Right. Because. More off, more times than not, man, you hear so many times of big bucks getting run over by car or they just completely disappear and nobody ever knows what happened to them. So I had a big, I had a lot of history with that deer and it was actually a good thing that I ended up finding out, you know, what happened to him because it, you know, during that deer season last year, he had disappeared, and I didn't know where he was. I quit getting pictures of him and everything. And then in November, he got he walked out in front of the wrong person, <laughs> and uh, he didn't him. make it. Got, got himself <laughs> shot. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like I was saying, I, I don't. I'm not going to judge anybody for the size of the deer, and and I always say I keep repeating myself, and I know and I apologize, but. That's what we want to show with this podcast is we're real hunters and we just hunt and we don't focus so much on the size of the rack. I mean, it's always a plus and we want to kill big deer, but if I could kill a four or five year old, I'll take that over a, I'd shoot a four year old 140 inch deer before I shot a seven year old, I mean a, a two year old 140 inch deer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's, you know, me, I've, the way I was raised, you know, my dad, you know, it, back in the, back in the day when I was younger, um, he kind of was starting the management program here and he, he was one of them guys, you know, he was just mainly, mainly meat hunting and, you know, if he had a buck tag and a small, you know, scrubby fi- uh, spike or something like that came by, you know, he shot it and that's what, that's what, um, that's what fed us, um. And then, but later on, like later on in my life, when I started getting older, you know, I love, I mean, I know everybody that's out there, every meat hunter that's, you know, out there, everybody loves to see a monster buck. Like, that, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, everybody sees a monster buck. That's what they talk about all the time, you know. You, yeah. Remember that buck I saw like three years ago? He was a monster, this and that. And so... You know, I love to watch them, and everybody does. So I was one of them guys that wanted to to see him see big bucks, and I just assume, you know, it's kind of crazy, but um, I just assume watch a big deer, then I would kill him. I mean, I really like to. I love harvesting them. I love being able to shoot a big buck and put my hands on them. But I just enjoy watching them do the things that they do just as much, if not more, some sometimes more so sometimes. Um. I get a lot of enjoyment out of that, but like I said too, I mean, if it's a big old mature buck, I mean, if there's nothing better than there's nothing more exciting than 
than hunting a big mature animal, um, no yeah. matter what size of the rack. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'll say this, and this kind of kind of goes with what you're saying. Just being able to watch big mature bucks. I mean, that deer that I hunted, I didn't, I didn't kill him, but I learned so much just from watching him on my cameras. And the one time that I had him come in, I didn't get a shot on him, but the one time he came in and I actually saw him in person, I mean, it was. It was just unreal the way that he acted. He was probably a five, I'm going to say he was a six-year-old. And he was, at that time, he was 160 inches. And it, it was just, it was amazing how much, how much different he was compared to all the other bucks that I'd ever seen in my life. He just, yeah. He carried himself different. I mean, he walked. Everything he did was completely different. Every step he took, it was almost like before he took that step, he thought about it. And then, I mean, I sat there and watched him for 45 minutes. And he, he moved a total of about 20 yards in 45 mm-hmm. minutes. And he wasn't, and he wasn't, he wasn't eating anything. I mean, yeah, there was, acorns on the ground you know acorns were dropping white oaks and um <clears throat> but he wasn't he wasn't just mowing down and munching on some food he was I mean, he was just standing there looking around and every every once in a while he would put his head down to get an acorn out of the ground or something and it was just amazing to see how much how cautious he was yeah they don't, you know, they don't live to be big bucks by being careless. They got to be, they got to be smart. And, and deer are really, I've heard a lot of people say that deer are not really intelligent, but I think, I think a white-tailed deer is probably one of the most intelligent animals out there. Um, and yeah, I mean, yeah. deer in a rut, I mean, deer in a the rut, they can be kind of dumb, you know, and, and stuff like that, you know, but I mean, everything is that way. Um, but if, in, gen, in general speaking, uh, a white-tailed deer is, is super, super intelligent, and, and they're smart, and they remember. I'm pretty confident they can remember things. You know, I know when they busted oh, yeah. somebody out of a tree stand, I mean, they come by the next time. The first thing they do is they look up in that tree stand and see if you're there. So, Oh, yeah. They're a cool animal, and I, I love them, I love them and, and love being out there watching them. It, it's one of the coolest things that I could ever do. Um I've very been been very blessed um, in my life to be able to see um, deer at a more I don't know what's the word I want to use, but a more exciting way than than most people get to. Yeah, y'all's rut. When does when does your rut hit? Our our rut usually hits right around kind of most like every other state. You know, it's right around the end of October, right in the beginning of November is when it starts really picking up up here. Um, you know, you get once you start getting, you know, around you know Halloween time, um, that's when it it starts to starts to really pick up. And hunting on a hunting on horses is it's really incredible during the rut because we can get right. You know, when you're hunting out of a tree stand or whatever, you're just sitting in one spot. You can't really move around. Whereas on a horse, we can kind of move around and and you know, follow, follow them around a little bit. So you get to see some amazing things, um, during that rut. It gets pretty wild. 
Yeah, I can imagine. Um, I mean, that's the way. That's the way I used to hunt. Not off, not off of a horse, but when I was growing up, all I ever did, the way I hunted, we just hunted with a gun, and we just go and sit on the ground. And, and then when I was a kid, we didn't. That was right when. That was right before deer stand. The, the deer stand hunting got real big. And, uh, I mean, that's what we would do. I would go and sit in one spot on the ground and sit there for an hour or so. And, I mean, I would see deer. And then if I got bored, I would get up, I'd walk 100, 200 yards, go check another spot, sit there for another hour and see more deer. And I'm telling you, I saw a lot of deer hunting that way. Yeah. And uh, I've actually, I mean, I love hunting out of a tree stand, but I've I've seen more deer hunting on the ground than I have out of a tree stand. Yeah. And I, yeah, because you get the, I guess that might that might be because I I move around a little bit, or especially when I was a kid, I did I moved around a lot more than I do now. But right. Yeah, no, it's pretty, when, you know, when I'm horses, like we were saying earlier, you know, they get accustomed to us, and, you know, it's not like, not not every deer, you know, lets you walk right up to them, and, and it's not like you gotta, you can just jump on any horse and go, go out there and expect to, to get near them, I mean, we put, we put a lot of time and a lot of hours in riding our horses, and, you know, my horse, he's, he's learned, I've had him for probably eight years now and I've, I've been working with him every year and he's gotten to where when I take him out in the woods, he, he goes really slow. He steps extremely soft, like, so you can barely hear him almost. And, uh, when I ask him to stop, he stops and stands there and just, does, and he, he holds perfectly still. And, uh, they gotta be that way or else you'll spook them out of the, you'll spook all the deer out, you know, cause a horse is a big animal. I mean, that's, you know, your average horse is going to weigh 12, 1300 pounds. And, uh, that's a big animal out there. And when they get to fussing around, it makes a, it sounds like a, a bull moose coming through the woods and it scares a deer. So we put a lot of time in our horses, make them walk quiet. Like, a, you know, I try to make my horse walk like a deer almost, you know, really smooth and, and slow. And, and yeah, we can get right up on these deer. And when they're rutting, I mean, you can, some of the stuff that you get to see is incredible. I've, uh, and I've always taken a video camera out with me. Um, now I'll, I'll go into that just a little bit because, and let you know where that kind of came from. Um, but when I was little, I was probably six years old. I saw my first hunting video, and that was a uh, it was real trees, monster bucks, six. And ever since I saw that video, that's all I wanted to do was videotape hunts, you know, and have my own hunting show and this and that. So every time I go out in the woods on a horse, I always had my video camera with me to see what I can what I can catch on there. And uh, I've got videos of, of bucks fighting. I've got tons of videos of rubbing trees, scraping, um, tending does. Um, it's pretty. It's a pretty neat thing. It's hard to explain to somebody that's never seen it before. You know, you, you, when I, I mean, you're probably thinking the same thing. You know, man, this guy's crazy. What he's talking about, but. You know, you can't really appreciate it until someone sees it in person to understand what we, what we can, what we go through and what we see up here. Yeah. Well, I'm just from, just from me watching a couple of your episodes, um, I kind of, I can see where you're, 
you know, you're sitting here saying, you know, y'all are during the rut, you have some really great encounters. And I could kind of see that just from your videos. And uh, I watched, I actually watched a couple of them today. There was one where, that one where you killed that buck, he's a 10-pointer, and you shot him in the snow, and he was with, I think he was with a doe, and you yes, had to yeah. keep moving around on him. I saw yep, that one today. Yep. That one was pretty cool. That's probably one of my, you know, he wasn't, that, that buck wasn't the biggest buck I'd ever shot, but he, that was probably the most exciting and coolest hunt that I had ever been on because, like I said, it was in the, it was in the snow, um, during the rut and he, he was with a hot doe. And, uh, man, there was deer, you know, certain days are better than others. And that was the first snowfall we had of the year. And it was just beautiful, you know, it was, not super cold. It was just cold enough that snow would stick, and uh, there is this deer all over the place in, on our property. And our our property is kind of it's strange. Like right now, if you go out in my woods right now, you may see like at the most, if you see twelve deer in my woods right now, that's pretty awesome at this time of year. But when it gets later, towards like you know rut and you know winter time, um, you'll see a lot, lot more deer i guess they come in this it's their winter grounds and their breeding grounds i guess but that day there everywhere you looked there was a deer there was a buck um they were just they were dog and does all over the place and uh it was just really really neat to see it was an unbelievable day out there that's awesome yeah we don't we don't really have <laughs> we don't really have that much uh action down here i mean if you get you get on a good place yeah but and another i mean that's probably kind of what you're saying it might be because you know your stationary the way we hunt we hunt we're hunting out of a stand so right. you can only see so much but it, it, it it's not unusual to go hunting down here and only see one deer while you the whole entire hunt right yeah i mean we get that way too i mean i like you know i my dad, he's really the one that, that did the horseback, you know, started the horseback hunting. That's his thing. He'd just as soon go out and ride out on his horse and, and, and hunt and, you know, get a shot at one, you know, hunt it and stalk it on horseback. Um, I like the, me, I like to sit in a tree stand. I think that's fun too, but I'd like it off horseback also. I mean, it, it can be a challenge. Um, you know, especially when you, when you start getting on one that's, that's not from around, our hunting, you know, around our block, you know, a lot of times we'll get, you know, we got resident deer that live in our woods, and of course they're used to us because they see us every day. But then you get some deer that have never even seen a horse before, and they're like wanting the, they're wanting the beat it for Dodge City. But then like they're starting to run off, and then they stop and look, and all the other deer are just standing there looking at them like, what are you running from? And then it, it's kind of fun <laughs> when you try to hunt. It's it's fun trying to hunt those ones because they're really trying to get out of there and not wanting to let you get too close, and you really gotta. You really got to stalk them and, and sneak up on them and hope to get within range of them. Yeah. I guess, I mean, that's, it's, it makes sense. It makes complete sense because anytime, I guess they just look at deer. I mean, deer look at horses the same way they do any other farm animal. You know, if you got a pasture full of cows, they don't, you know, they, they're not going to be really too spooky of those. Um, right. Yeah, a deer, a deer is... um. You know, like I said, when it when it comes hunting season, um, I'm in the woods. You know, deer hunting is my life. I mean, that's it's something that I was born to do. Um, so 
ever since I was little, when it was fall time, I would spend hours and hours in the woods, um, whether I was on a horse or just sitting in a tree or anything. Um, I'd just go out and video them and watch them. And deer really can get accustomed to certain things and get used to certain certain stuff. Um, and so if you keep as much as we do it, they just get used to it after a while, and then you can you can get closer. Um, and like you were saying with cattle, you know, you'll see deer out in cattle pastures and all the time, and even in horse pastures. If it's something they're used to, then and they know it's not going to hurt them um, or make a loud gunshot noise, you know, they'll let you walk right up to them and get in there. But a lot of people a lot of people just see my videos and they think, well, that deer's tame because he just walked right up to him. But they don't see the hours that we put, that we spend out there, you know, beforehand. Um, right. And where these deer get accustomed to it. Yeah. Now, do you guys, I mean, do, uh, I know you said you like hunting out of a, a stand. Do, do y'all have situations where y'all, you will hunt out of a stand? Yeah, yes, we got a couple tree stands in our woods, mm-hmm. and we don't do it too often um, because you know we try to keep our scent out of there. But if you do want to hunt out of a tree stand, you gotta you gotta be taken in on a horse and dropped off on a horse, you know, get dropped off and then hunt. And then when you want to leave, you gotta you gotta call back up to the up to the ranch and have someone come and get you, you know, ride the horse out there and pick you up and, and take you out. Um, it's made a huge difference as far as you know our deer program because we don't have a huge block of woods we, we're hunting a small area it's only like 60 acres that we hunt. but as far as deer concerned there's nobody that walks in them woods and uh, they feel safe there so you know we have a, a pretty good operation going on around here and it works it's paid off it's paid off you know and, and i this is something i want to throw out there to everybody that's listening it's something that i would not like encourage people to do it right you know do it at home you know you in order to do it you need to be pretty savvy about riding horses and shooting because it can be dangerous if it's not the right situation um so i do want to throw that out to people you know don't just go get by a horse and grab a bow and and start doing it um like i said this took this was years years and years of of hard work to get it to where we we are today um and so i just want to make sure i I tell people that you know because you don't want to see nobody i don't want to see anybody get hurt off of seeing something i was doing and then they go try it now that looks pretty easy and then they go buy some horse from joe schmo and horse is not broke and someone gets hurt off of it yeah so um like i said our horses our horses are trained you know, our horses will go because we rodeo for a living during the summertime. That's what we do. We put on rodeos and shows and stuff. And so our horses are trained for, you know, sketchy situations and they can, you know, they handle that stuff. You know, if we got to rope a, rope a bull, our horses will run in there. We can rope them and they'll handle them. And so when we go out in the woods, you know, they're not going to spook at, at stuff. You know, they're going to, they're going to respond off of what we do and, and they're going to listen to us and, and be calm about it. So that's yeah. um, something that everybody needs to take into contact. I mean, our horses are just horses that you don't just pull off to the side of the road. I mean, they're they're trained and and worked hard. To, I shouldn't say worked hard, but spend a lot of time with them to make them quiet and 
and uh, easy going out there and safe. Yeah. I def I I know I definitely couldn't do it because I mean I'm not I mean I've rode a horse before but I'm not uh, I'm not savvy at uh, riding a horse so if something happened and the horse started freaking out on me or something I I would probably get slung off real quick. Yeah. <laughs> um, but another thing I wanted to ask was we haven't talked about trail cameras and is the do you guys use trail cameras in any way? Yes, I do actually. I, I like I like having trail <laughs> cameras out there because as much time as I spend out in the woods, I mean like I said, when it's around this time of the year I'm out we go out there every day and sometimes I spend a lot of time out there but I'm still not out there all the time. So I do I do have a few trail cameras that I have set up not only to monitor the deer but also for trespassers and poachers and stuff like that. I keep them out there to kind of keep an eye on things that way too. Um, like I said, I mean, I spend, when hunting season comes around, I'm out there a lot. But those times that I'm not out there, I can still be there with, with having trail cameras. Um, so, yeah, I do, to answer your question, yes, I do use trail cameras. Um, and... uh I enjoy them. I enjoy getting pictures back. I think they're pretty cool. And videos. I do. I have have them set on both. Yeah, I will say I I do kind of I do kind of feel bad for you for because your season opens. You said October first, correct? Yes. Yeah, I I do feel bad for you in that regard because in my opinion, if you're which actually it, it kind of out it kind of evens itself out I guess with your with you the way you hunt because you can kind of move around and actually sneak up on a bedded buck and that, that's a cool video too you got one on your YouTube but um, having your season with us with the way our season is it opens basically first week of September it really really makes it easy to kind of hone in on a buck while he's still in his summer pattern. He's not worried about does and all that stuff. And usually around here, once it gets October, it's kind of, it's just kind of basically most more luck than anything else to see a, see a big buck. But September, September's usually a pretty good, you got a really good chance first or second week of the season to probably get a big buck. Huh. Yeah, you know, it, it's funny. Um, up here, it's, you know, when the rut comes in is when we got the best chances of getting them. I mean, you know, my my property, and I'll go into this a little bit too, um, as far as talking about my property the way it is, um, summertime, you know, we don't even see our our bucks around our area throughout the summer. Like, I've I've only seen there's a couple bucks that we let walk last year, and I've seen them like maybe twice, you know, in velvet, like in the beginning of year, like right after May, like right in June time, I seen them, and that was it. And they were they travel quite a ways, but throughout the summer months and early fall, you may see like one or two of our 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 local does that live in our woods. You may see them and their fawn. 
but otherwise you don't you go out in my woods on a horse you'd be lucky to see one it's kind of like you were saying down there in october time you it's kind of this luck but um here it's the opposite you go out there and don't see much but when we start getting into like the second around the october 15th or the 15th um that's when we start seeing them when that weather starts changing and it starts getting cooler then they start they start moving back um it's strange how they do that but yeah they they travel quite a bit like i said we don't even i don't even know what they look like until they show up you know in in late october usually yeah yeah the one thing that I think I think the reason why that is, I mean, it's probably not, but this is just my guess. Um, deer, like down here, I mean, it's it's like they're used to the heat. So summertime, like I've noticed, we'll get pictures in the summer, like July, August. And I mean, there we'll get pictures of bucks like all all the time during the day, at at pretty much any hour of daytime. And I don't I don't know. It must be. It may be that like up there where you are, the deer may not be used to the warmer temperatures as much. So in the summertime, they stay in a lot tighter, and they probably don't move. A whole lot, if any, and they just wait until it gets cold to actually get up and start moving around. Cause see, down here, <clears throat> our summers are hot, but it, it it'll stay warm. It'll stay warm all the way till November, and then I mean, yeah, when we get cold days, I mean, yeah, well, of course we start seeing a little bit better action. But that, I mean, that's my opinion on that. I think I think it's just they may not be used to the the heat, and they may stay they may stay pinned down a lot more when it's when it's warmer like that. Right. Well, I've come to find up. This is what I've experienced out of you know from up this way up here in the northeast. Um, I've come to find that where deer will will spend the summer, he typically won't. Then you know is winter, is fall and winter time there. You know, they they got their summer grounds and it's kind of like elk. You know elk have their summer where they hide out in the summer where they're at in the summer and then in the fall they, you know in winter they, you know head down off the mountain and stuff. The same thing with deer around here. Um, and a lot of guys I'll see a lot of my hunting friends they'll post pictures of this you know these bucks that they they're getting and on cameras and then when they go to hunt them they're gone. And that's because the season's later, and by that time that season comes in and they start to go out there, not only are the deer starting to want to move out of that area to go to their their fall breeding grounds or winter grounds, but also they've got the hunting pressure that's coming on. And, you know, they know the difference when people are starting to go out in the woods. They know what time of year that is, and they're going to go back to where, especially a big old buck, big mature buck, he's going to go hide out where he knows he's not going to get bothered and that, i think yeah. that has that has that has a lot to do with it and i see that all the time here um 
Because like I said, when we got horses, they don't know there's people around. It's to them, there's not a person in the world um, within that 60-acre block. But once they get outside that block, they know that that's where they can get they can get shot. And you know, they <laughs> I've seen them. I've seen deer um, during gun season or during the rut. You know, bucks chasing does. I've seen them bucks chase them does. And, and this may sound crazy, um, but me and my dad are both witnesses to it. I've seen them run them deer right to my prop, them does right to my property line, and I've seen them does slam on the brakes and spin right back around and run right back into the middle of my woods, just like there was a fence there. But there wasn't. All there was was posted signs saying "stay out," but they get right to that edge and they turn right back around and run back in, and they know that once they get past that area, they can get shot, and and they 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 know where to hide. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. I, I completely agree with that because there's this one there was this one particular property where the same property actually that I was hunting that that big deer um, it was a super super thick property it was I'm gonna say seventy percent planted pines um, I mean I would get pictures a lot of them more at nighttime than anything but. I got pictures of several good bucks and a lot of deer that those and we would always see deer tracks all the time. I mean, it was just covered with deer sign, but because it was such a thick, thick property, it, it made it really hard to hunt because the deer didn't come out like the spots that you could hunt were a little bit more open. So you're just sitting there hoping for them to come out of that thick stuff, and they just they they don't want to leave that thick stuff. Yeah, yeah, the same. Yeah, the same. We get the same up here. When it, it's hard to kick them out of thick brush, now they get in there and yeah. they they well they know that you know how many people are going to go through a thicket to to get to them. You know, not many not many people will will try to venture in there to kick them out. And, um, you know, that's what we come to find up here, too. If you if you give them, and I tell people this a lot, like a lot of people, they've asked me, you know, because for like 10 years, you know, 10 years in a row, me between me and my dad, we shot a Pope and Young buck in, on our property. Um, and um, people, you know, they'd be like, well, what do you do? Like, what do you do differently to to get big bucks? And how do you, I mean, how do you guys do it? I mean, around we don't live far from you and i mean we we're lucky to see one and um you know first we do it is a lot of it is a blessing from god for sure that we get to experience this but in a lot of prayer because i mean i always am like if i see a deer i want to see live i'm like oh lord please keep him around keep him don't let him walk out of here he's got a couple more years of growing but um but a lot of it has to do with um the amount of pressure that you put on your property and also um, your doe population has a lot to do with it um, to keep them around and stuff. And we actually, when we, we don't even, you know, out of all the years, we've probably only shot maybe, you could probably count on both my hands, you know, the amount of does that we've ever taken off of our property. We don't shoot does. We usually just let them roll. And uh, wherever they are, and if you give the does a place to live and feel comfortable, well, that's where, that's where the bucks are going to be. You know, and 
and they they know that and uh they like we we're talking about, about in the summertime they're not worried about does they're just bachelored up together and then but once fall comes around they're going to go where them does are and then does have a good place to live and, and that's where the bucks go and and uh that's usually where they come right to here I feel the same way. My my opinion, me and uh, Philip, he's another guy that's on that's in with us on Strut South. We were actually talking about that the other night after we got done hunting. And uh, people always wonder, you know, well, we don't have it. You know, if you don't have any deer, we're like, well, man, we ain't got no deer. Or, you know, we don't see any bucks. Or and more more often than not, unless you have a really huge farm that you're managing and you're actually you know you've got at at least you know 10 acres or more of food plot for a very large amount of deer most of the time you're not going to have I don't, I don't want to put a number on it but you're not you're not usually going to have a a big number of deer on a property i mean there are of course, there's deer everywhere, but you're not going to have a hundred does on a property. At best, if you've got a two or three, four hundred acre property, I, in my opinion, you're probably going to have anywhere from. I'm going to now, and this is for me hunting down here in Georgia. You're probably going to have anywhere from twenty, thirty, at max forty does on that property. But then, you know, you people always ask, well, you know, we don't see any deer. We don't know what to do. Well, how many, how many does did you shoot? Well, we shot like 10 or 15. Well, there's, there's your, your answer. Yeah. And if you've got 40 does, which, and, and that's the thing. I mean, you got to, you have to figure out how many, how many does you have. And it's, that's hard to do because it's hard to tell how many you got. It's hard to tell the difference in them. But if you got, I'm just gonna say if you've got a if you got three hundred acres and you shoot ten does, you probably shot too many does. Yeah. Especially and, and that's another thing, especially for here. Um I don't know how y'all's tags work, but down here I think it should change drastically. Um we get ten doe tags and two buck tags. Wow, you guys can shoot twelve deer total for a season. Per year, yeah. Wow. Up here, um, it's a lot different up here. Um, Up here, they give you, I think, the most tags I ever had for one unit. may have been two doe tags and two buck tags. You usually get, you can usually get at least one doe tag to two doe tags, and then you get, uh, you can get a regular season buck tag, which is a gun, and that tag's for a buck only during the regular season unless it's during late muzzleloader season then you can put a you can shoot a doe on it and then your archery tag is for a buck or a doe um but otherwise yeah usually and they do have the doe tags set up to where if an elder you know you can sign a doe tag like if you're a new york resident and you're hunting with me and you didn't have time to go out and hunt you could sign your doe tags over to me and i could go shoot a deer for you but otherwise, it's per person. You usually can get just for yourself, you know, two doe tags um, and two buck tags is what you usually can get yeah. if you're an archery well, hunter. Well, it's like, like, it, like with me, 
me personally, I've, it's always been like that for as long as I can remember. I mean, way back in the day, it used to only be, uh, you could only shoot a handful of does. I don't, I don't remember how many it was, but we'd only get doe days. And there was only certain days during the season that you could shoot a doe. Any day you could shoot a buck. You still only got two buck tags, but you could shoot them any day of the year, any day of the season. But mm-hmm. those were, you could only, you only had so many days where you could shoot does. And I don't know what made them change it, but now, like it's, it's, it's 10 tags for does, two bucks, and it's basically no holds bars all year to shoot. <laughs> and yeah. I, I've never, I've never shot, I've never shot 12 deer in one year. Never. I mean, of course, I've had I've had opportunities where I could have, but I just, to me, it's just that, that like you said. I mean, I I think that's that's really really important. What you're talking about with the does, if if you want your deer to keep on keeping on, you gotta have does. Your bucks will come, but you have to have does. Yes, you've you've got to have them in in uh. It's the same thing with, um, and you know, and a lot of guys too, they, they, um, go, well, you know, I'm going to shoot a big mature doe. And this is just a little bit off the subject, but not too much. It kind of goes along with the same, same thing we're talking about. Um, a lot of guys that, you know, everybody says, I'm going to shoot a big old mature doe. And, um, you know, because, I mean, evidently, if you shoot a big old mature doe, you do get more meat out of it or whatever if you're a meat hunter. But it kind of hurts you in a way also because you, if you think about it, um, a, like if you take a, a, a regular cattle farmer that's raising cattle, um, he's going to have his mama cows out there and he's going to breed them back to a bull and he's going to get calves out of them. And if they have a heifer calf, that heifer calf ain't going to be breedable for a whole you know year or two and then you know you'll get a calf but. He's not going to go and kill his his best mama cow and put her in the freezer. He's going to put one of his young calves in the freezer or something like that. Well, it, we've come to find it's the same thing with the deer herd. If you shoot an old mature doe, you're taking you're kind of killing you know two fawns with her because usually a doe up here is going to have two fawns, and so you're knocking out a chance to have another buck in the future. Um, and it kind of it kind of will hurt your hunting too in in the future. Kill your population down. Whether it's if you go and shoot like a yearling doe, you know that's not going to hurt you because she's probably only going to have maybe one fawn for her first year or whatever. So we come to find that out that you know it's, you got to let them older does live. And if you're going to shoot a doe, shoot a young one. Um, you're not going to get as much yeah. meat out of it, but you're going to get tastier meat out of it, and it's going to be yeah, better for I- your deer herd as well. I did a uh, podcast with a wildlife biologist, Bronson Strickland. He's a he's a biologist down at Mississippi State, and he works with their with the uh, Mississippi State Deer Lab. And um, <clears throat> that's what he said was, you know, um, the best age for a doe to have fawns is anywhere from three to four, three and a half or four and a half years old is like perfect age for does so i I mean i agree with you there well yeah 
I think we I think we've covered a pretty good bit. Um, we'll go ahead and start wrapping it up. Um, is there anything else you wanted to you wanted to talk about or? I'm I'm pretty good. I mean, I've had a I've had a great conversation with you. I hope that um, I hope I wasn't too boring to to the people that are out there listening and uh, and uh, they all want to hear hear us have another conversation in the future. Um, this is my first bi- um, um, podcaster here, so I appreciate you letting me come on and, and talk with you. It's been fun. Oh yeah, man, no, uh, no problem. It's been exciting for me. I'm I'm really glad you took the time to do one with us. Um, I'm new to it too. I'm just learning it as I go. Uh, but yeah, uh, anybody out there, y'all want to go check us out? Struts Out TV. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. YouTube, and if you want a podcast, get we're on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Anchor. You can go to any one of those. Make it a little bit easier for you to get updated episodes every week. Try to we'll try to get them out there every Friday. So if you want to listen to people babble about deer hunting, this is the place to come. <laughs> but uh, Lewis. Uh, I guess let everybody know where where they can get a hold of your content and see some of your videos and stuff. All right, well everybody that's listening out there, you can check um, you can check out our hunting videos at the Cross Over the River Outdoors. Um, again, that's Cross Over the River Outdoors on YouTube, um, and you can see some you can see several videos on there of uh, us hunting off a of horseback, um, as well as tree stand hunting and. Uh, we also, I know you say, Ryan, you like turkey hunting. We got a couple turkey hunting videos that we're posting on there as well. So you can check some of the, some of that out too. Um, but yeah, be sure to, uh, be sure to go on there and check out some of the videos. It's pretty cool stuff. And like I said, all of it's 100% fair chase. There's no high fences. Um, there's no farm raised animals. They're all wild whitetails that you're going to watch. Um, so check it out. I think y'all will really enjoy it. Awesome. 